Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Democrat Gazette, and uh, been a couple of years, but we, we've we've got a return on the show because it's a uh, it is a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and that is scouting. Uh, I was a I was a Boy Scout. I was an Eagle Scout, uh, Assistant Scout Master once years ago, and uh, it just was such a part of my life that I wanted to bring back in from the Quapaw Council, Shanna Richardson. Shanna, thank you so much for coming back again. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, a lot going on, I know. Now, you have been in Arkansas how long now? Two years. I was going to say, I got you soon after you got here, so I thought it had been almost a couple of years uh, since you got here. And and I know uh, a lot of people uh, didn't hear that show, won't remember that show, so before we get into what's going on now, talk a little bit about your background and how you became a scout executive. Happy to. So scout executive is an interesting term. What that really means is CEO for the Boy Scouts of right. America. I have been working for the Boy Scouts now for 23 years. Oh, wow. Long, wonderful career. I've absolutely loved it. Um, but in the last couple of years, I was asked to come out here to Arkansas to serve as the CEO here, and I was happy to do it. Prior to that, I was in Palm Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. which Palm Beach is a beautiful place, but not a wonderful place to raise kids. Beautiful place to vacation, but this is a great place to raise my kids. Yeah, yeah. T- tell me some of the reasons. I mean, you know how pro-Arkansas I oh, am. Oh, yes. Some of the reasons why Arkansas is a good place to raise your family. It is. It is. Big city, little town feeling. My kids are very much more involved in school than they were where where we were living before. They're enjoying um, football games. They're enjoying student council. They're enjoying going to the dances. They're having a great time. Also, 10 minutes, any direction from my house, we're in the great outdoors, Mm -hmm. which working for the Boy Scouts of America, that's something I can 100% appreciate is being able to get my kids outside and enjoy nature. Absolutely. Tell me tell me how that, uh, how that career began. You said it goes back 23 years. How did it start? 23 years ago, I found myself looking at a college job board, um, trying to figure out what, what I was going to do with my spare time. And there was a job posted to be what's called a Scout Reach Mm. paraprofessional Mm -hmm. where I would go into inner city, highly Hispanic based schools in Ogden, Utah and provide cub scouting to kids that can't traditionally get to the scouting program. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I was asked to serve in Provo, Utah as a district executive uh, for a territory and then out to Florida, served in Orlando for a number of years in a number of positions, then over to Palm Beach and now here to Arkansas. It's great to have you in Arkansas. Roughly how many, how many, I'm just curious, how many female council executives are there? Right there are now? currently five of us. Five. I knew it was a low number. Out yeah. of 250, wow. there are five of us that are female. Only five out of 250. And I know you, I've gotten to know you well enough to know that you're humble and, and don't like to brag, but I'm going to force you to talk a little bit about how the numbers have gone up in scouting here in Arkansas since you've been here the last two years. I know we were coming out of the pandemic. 
like, um, I mean, in that sense, the timing may have been good because people were looking to get the kids out of the house, find something for them to do. But talk about where the numbers have gone these last two years. Happy to. So over the past two years, we've grown by 25%. We're actually, last year, we were recognized as the 10th fastest growing Boy Scout Council in America. 10th in the country. Yep, 10th in the country. And we are still growing now. We expect to have a 15% growth again this year on top of that 25% growth. Yeah. What what has been what has been the key to that? There's a few things. Um, number one, it's we were post pandemic and families are ready to get back outside and get active and get their kids away from the screens. Mm-hmm. Because for two years during the pandemic, there was a lot of screen time. A lot. And me. now it's time to get these kids and parents back outside and away from those screens. So that that helped re-encourage our families to get involved and also a dedication from our staff and our volunteers to make sure that we visit every kid in every classroom in every school and invite them to join scouting. Yeah. That's a goal of ours for the currently for the 39 counties that we serve. And a, and a lot, I, I imagine going into these schools, the opportunity from scouting has probably never been presented before. You are these, you are correct. Yeah. You are correct. And their parents. And we uh, spent a lot of time over the last two years meeting with our educators, our superintendents, our principals, and our teachers to hear, uh, have conversations with them about what our kids today need, what they need. And the feedback was unanimous that post-pandemic, a lot of kids are struggling with behavioral issues in the classroom. Because during the pandemic, when we were on Zoom classrooms or back home or having limited access to each other, the the kids really forgot how to interact socially. They forgot how to um, listen to direction. You know, when a kid was at home for a lot Mm -hmm. of time, they could get up at any time and get a snack or use the bathroom. And it's a hard adjustment for them. Not to just do it. Not to just do it in in the the classroom. classroom. Yes. Yes. Um, They also, you know, our kids forgot how to take risks appropriately, too. And so... Being able to listen to our educators and hear what is needed for our youth, they're really asking us to get to get involved with these kids. Oh, I can uh, imagine. Not just to get them out outdoors, but to reintroduce them to the character development and the leadership development, leadership skills that Boy Scouts can provide. Yeah, I'm. I'm I know you're always looking for for great volunteers, and so I have to ask this question because with growth comes problems, good problems, uh, better than shrinking, but uh, finding enough volunteers to handle this this increase of 25%. Has that been a problem? Um, it, not exactly. It's more of an opportunity because okay. with the 25% increase in youth that we serve comes those parents. Comes the parents themselves. Comes the right. parents. And I like to do what I call gateway volunteering with my parents where I ask them to do small things at first, right? Can you help us set up the chairs? Mm-hmm. Can you bring the snack to the next meeting? And before you know it, they're running meetings, they're cub masters, scout masters, and they're really into the program. And they get just as much out of it as our kids do. Yeah. Along with recruiting new scouts along with recruiting volunteers you have you have so many balls in the air any nonprofit organization of course fundraising is going to be a part of it and i know as we tape this you are just coming off a great event in which you had the former us secretary of state former CEO of ExxonMobil, Rex Tillerson, uh, here in Little Rock. Talk a little bit about that event and how it went. That event went phenomenally. That was uh, 
a very well attended event. We had about 400 people in the room, over 44 sponsors. Rex did flying to town for the event and flew right back out the same day. So he wow. came just to make sure he could support scouting in Arkansas. It was magical. Yeah. He gave such a great speech about leadership and about um, what our country needs to turn around some of the situations that we're in. And really, he his his message was, we need to teach our next generation leadership. Mm-hmm. We need to teach them what it means to make ethical choices. And that is what scouting can provide. So our goal for that event was to raise $150,000. And when we were done, we had over $200,000 oh, wow. raised. Yeah. Congratulations. He did a phenomenal job. Congratulations on that. As you do this fundraising, as you go to businesses, corporations, individuals around Arkansas, um, are, are you finding a receptive audience and realizing that scouting can play a very critical role in, in training the next generation? Absolutely. And we've talked about this before, but one of my favorite parts of Arkansas is that scouting roots run deep here, they, my they friend. Do. You find a lot of old scouts yes. like me. So old is the operative word here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm visiting community leaders or leaders in business, you guys are scouts, Eagle Scouts. Your dads were scouts. Mm-hmm. Your grandfathers were scouts. Your kids were scouts. Everybody has a connection somewhere if they just look around. So our community is 100% very receptive to supporting the program. Yeah, that that is encouraging to hear. And I'm so glad that went well yesterday. Uh, you, again, I mentioned you have a lot on the table right now. And one of the big things on the table right now is we're seeing a merger of councils here in Arkansas. So first of all, for the average leader, that our average listener that's probably not that familiar with how scouting is set up, I kind of explain how councils are set up, and then we'll get specifically into the merger we're going through here in Arkansas right now. Absolutely. So councils are... Uh offices that serve a specific geographic area. So the Quapaw Area Council is where we we serve right now is 39 counties. We've got, you know, all the way from Hot Springs to Jonesboro, uh, Pine Bluff, Little Rock, Jacksonville, Cabot. We serve a lot of territory um, up in Conway, Damascus, a lot of space. Uh, there's a couple other councils that serve the state of Arkansas. One is the Caddo Area Council down in Texarkana. Mm-hmm. They do a wonderful job. We've got the DeSoto Council down in El Dorado. They also do a wonderful job. And we have what's called the West Art Council in the Northwest area that serves Fort Smith, Springdale, Rogers, Bentonville, Fayetteville, that space. Um, we are trying to do our very best to keep the cost of scouting low for our families. We want to make sure it's affordable and attainable right. to all families. And so what we're working on right now is a merger of the two councils to streamline some of the expenses for services so we can decrease the cost of scouting for the individual scout, the individual family. Um, for example, why are we paying for two websites when we can pay for one? Mm-hmm. Right? Why are we paying for... Um, two Zoom accounts when we can pay for one. Those are just small examples. Right. So we're going to be working. We'll be done with the merger, uh, with the legal part of the merger by December the 1st. It's been going very well because, again, our goal is working through um, really just a streamlining process and and open arms and open minds. And we will be rebranding our council. The name will actually change. Oh, Wow. Because we will be serving most of the state of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very large territory. Um, so West Ark and Quapaw will become the Natural State Council. Interesting. Yes. 
So what we're doing is coming together as two councils to create one new organization that will decrease the cost of scouting for families. What is your timetable for making all of this happen? We've been working for the last couple of months to make it to 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 get through all the negotiations and the process. And again, it's not been a it's been a very easy, friendly, a lot of spirit of brotherhood and mm-hmm. coming together. It's really a healing process, if I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That everybody has the same vision and the same goal, and that's to serve the youth. That's to make sure we can serve as many youth as possible in Arkansas. And you will still maintain offices both here in Central Arkansas and yep. in Northwest Arkansas. Our, we'll retain the office here in Little Rock. We'll retain the office in Springdale. And then gotcha. there is a smaller operation in Fort Smith area. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So we will still be able to serve all of the kids in what will then be 57 counties mm-hmm. in our state. Wow, 57 of the yes. 75. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a large territory. It really is. Well, interesting. And, and I love the goal of keeping costs low for parents to get their get their kids involved. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the individual programs uh, you have. Uh, we'll start with the Scout Reach program, what it is and what it's accomplishing for you. Oh, I'm happy to talk about that. That is in partnership with um, some some wonderful supporters in Pulaski County and some funding we're able to get through the state. And what we do is make sure that we can take scouting to the kids that can't get to scouting traditionally. So as you're aware, traditionally scouting happens at a church or a community right. center after school where mom and dad takes them to takes our youth to the scouting program. Not all of our kids have the benefit of having a parent at home in the evening or parents that have the ability they might work at night. There's a lot of different circumstances out there. So what we are determined to do is because, again, this is how I started my career. Mm -hmm. is taking scouting to the kids that cannot come to us. Um, Whatever the barrier is, whether it's geography, whether it's financial, physical, or sometimes what we call parentally challenged youth, we want to take scouting to the kids that can't come to our program. So we partner with existing after-school programs like the Boys and Girls Clubs, the Centers, and a few other great programs. And we um, send employees, paid staff in to provide that program. And I, and I send employees because I want it to be a consistent face for those youth, Yeah, a consistent face they can count on week in and week out to provide them some fun programming. Interesting program, much needed, I'm sure. Exploring. Talk yes. about that program. Let's talk about career exploring. So yeah. we are we are in the process of rebuilding our exploring division and exploring, if you're not familiar with it, you know, Boy Scouting, everybody's very familiar with right. our packs and our troops and we go outdoors. It's kind of the same concept, except for instead of campfires and uh, learning to tie knots and survive all survival skills and character development, you're getting the character development through career education. Mm-hmm. So we partner with different businesses around Pulaski County. Um, currently in Pulaski County, we've got a couple up in the Conway area and we're working on a few other locations where the kids will go a couple times a month and learn about a career. And in a lot of our posts, they'll actually walk away with many certifications or certifications. So when they exit, they can join the job force very quickly. Um, examples of this would be, uh, we've got a post that focuses on HVAC systems. So the kids will go in. Yes, the kids go in one, one meeting and they'll learn about a task. And the next meeting, they'll actually perform the task. And so it, it works as a... Semi-internship, also job shadowing. Also, it's a great pool of new employees for these organizations. So we have posts that focus on, like I said, we've got the HVAC systems. We've got veterinary posts, sheriff's 
departments, fire departments, several other organizations that are hosting these kids. One of the things we talked about the last time you were here, but again, it's it's been quite a while again, is the fact that you have a a scout reservation. And I know you've traveled all over the country and, and looked at facilities. And, and you told me, I remember at the time, that it equals about anything in the country. Um, a lot of Arkansans may not be aware of it. Uh, outline what you have there. And then after you do that, I want to get into a big opportunity that we have coming for those 3,000 acres. Yes, happy to. So we actually uh, currently have a secret hideaway that if you didn't know we were there, you wouldn't know about it. It's kind of quiet. It's it's, uh, roughly 3,000 acres in Damascus. Mm -hmm. Um, That is where we host summer camp. The property itself actually has multiple properties on it. Uh, we the what it's called is the Gus Blast Scout Reservation, and on the Gus Blast Scout Reservation, we have Camp Rockefeller, which is a fully developed Boy Scout camp, Scouts BSA camp that any kid would absolutely love. It's got um, climbing walls, uh, Junior Olympic sized pools, shooting sports activities, everything a kid would love to do outdoors. We also have what's called the Reynolds Training Center on that on that property that has a banquet hall that can hold up to 350 people, mm. three classrooms for trainings or or staff development, whatever they want to be used for at that moment. And then it also has um, dormitory style hotel rooms attached to it. So if you're not looking for the camping experience, but maybe the glamping experience, we can provide that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have what's currently called short term camp. Very simple name, I know, but that's primitive camping where you pack in and pack out everything that you want. So the my my favorite little factoid is we host summer camp for about six to eight weeks in the summer. And every week that we host camp, we double and sometimes triple the population of Damascus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and most Arkansans are familiar. Damascus was uh, a famous speed trap for many years. You've probably heard those stories. I have heard yeah. that. Yeah, so that's how a lot of Arkansans are familiar. But if you're not, if you're going north uh, out of central Arkansas, up US 65, it's right on the Faulkner-Van Buren County line. And uh, you've probably heard about the Titan II missile explosion, I too. Have. Also, I have heard that story. That uh, made Damascus famous. But the camp... Uh, is a spectacular facility, and I and I've got to go back now that we're in fall, and ask you how your summer camps went this year. Wonderfully, wonderfully, our summer camp was full this year. We have some exciting developments happening on the property as well. We're right in the middle of a five million dollar capital campaign. Oh wow! Yes, five and it's million. Five million, yes, sir. We will be building. This sounds simple, but we'll be building new bathroom facilities on camp. You know, a couple of years ago, we started to invite the girls to join us in the scouting program. Mm-hmm. So we want to develop facilities that uh, make sure that all of our youth and adults are safe and have really just their basic needs taken care of. Our our current generation of families expect a little bit more from our facilities. As you remember as a kid, most of what we used in our younger camping years were pit latrines. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> moms, moms of today are not interested in pit latrines. I understand. understand. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're building bathrooms and then we're adding about a million dollars in more program um, opportunities for the kids that'll include zip lines and some other fun stuff to come. You know, April 8th, we have an eclipse coming in Arkansas. We sure I know do. Everybody listening to this has read about that because it's going to be such a big deal for the state. Uh, projected literally to bring hundreds of thousands of people 
to Arkansas in the path of totality. And your reservation happens to be in that path of totality, it right? It does. It does. So Damascus is in the zone of totality, yeah. which um, is an amazing opportunity for anybody that wants to come and watch the eclipse. But if you're looking for a place to stay in Damascus, you will not find it right mm-hmm. now. Um, the last I looked, there's a couple of hotels, some Best Westerns that are charging around $3,000. It's, it's incredible. Per night, online, for yeah. a two-night yeah. minimum. Yes, um, which, you know, it's a great opportunity for for our local economy, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. But we do have, secretly hiding back there, 3,000 acres of zero light pollution, which is going to be a wonderful place to yep. watch that eclipse. So we are offering some camping opportunities as well as some glamping opportunities for All folks right. that want to come out and watch the eclipse with us. Um, we will have a scout a scout campery that weekend before. Mm-hmm. So in our Camp Rockefeller, that's going to be designated for scout-only camping. Gotcha. Um, so we'll have a a campery there, and then anybody that wants to stay and watch that eclipse with our scout families are more than welcome to. And then we will be hosting two other events that are open to the public. So in our short-term camp, you can come out and pitch a tent and camp out with your family, have a wonderful campfire program. We'll have food trucks and other such fun activities out there for you. You're welcome to come out and join us there. And then we'll be hosting a VIP experience Mm -hmm. at our Reynolds training facility. Like I said, that has dormitory style hotel rooms. So you could actually bring the whole family out. We'll be providing meals and then you can, uh, Watch the eclipse from the lanai with a glass of champagne and some hors d'oeuvres and have a great time. <laughs> are are, the, are there already, if anybody's interested, do you have details already posted on a website? Yes, or, sir. Okay. You can go to our website. Um, so just, just even if you Google Quapa Area Council and go to our website, you can find the registration and um, reservation links right there on the website. Very exciting opportunity uh, for the scouts. And uh, again, if you aren't familiar with that reservation, it's a beautiful piece of property and uh, it's a good opportunity to see it there and know what scouting does there also. It's beautiful. We love it there. We uh, With our merger too, if you've not heard of Camp Orr, I'm sure some of your listeners mm-hmm. may have heard of Camp Orr. Um, it is a gem of a property. Uh, that is on the Buffalo National River. It is the largest privately owned property in that park. So that is one of the uh, one of the wonderful opportunities we'll be adding for our scouts as well. And that camp offers some climbing, some water sports. It's a great, great facility. And I want everybody, all your listeners to hear that because those facilities are not just open for scouting. Those facilities are open for school field trips. Those facilities are open for leadership development for companies. We like to open those facilities as much as possible to provide opportunities for our communities. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, First time I ever went to Camp Or, I've got to tell this because you talk about the scouting routes uh, running deep. I was down in southwest Arkansas. I wasn't really familiar with the Ozarks that much. Uh, old Troop 24 in Arkadelphia. And uh, we had an Order of the Era event up there. And... Uh, I wasn't old enough to drive yet, but uh, one of our Eagle Scouts, who was named uh, uh, named Roger Tilly, who is a is a phys- longtime physician in Benton, uh, they are drove up, and anybody who's ever been to Camp Or knows that the road the in road, is really interesting. Yes, <laughs> and let me tell you, it was really interesting in the 1970s at the drop in. It's like, are we ever going to make it? Are we going to bottom out this car? Uh, so that I have uh, have real memories going back a long way of Camp Or, let me tell you. We have a few minutes remaining, Shannon. We're talking to Shannon Richardson, if you're just joining us, who is uh, 
the, the executive for the Quapaw Council of the Boy Scouts of America. And I, I want to broaden it out uh, to kind of some big issues, again, that people may not understand, uh, may be confused about. Uh, first of all, uh, your your daughters are, are very active uh, the in the organization. And so we want people to understand their daughters can be Boy Scouts. Yes, that, sir. That confuses a lot of people. So so explain that. Happy to. Bit. Happy to. So I have three girls, right? Mm-hmm. I've worked for the Boy Scouts for 23 years. All three of my girls were born while I was working for the scouting movement. Um, they are very familiar with the program. And we made uh, our, our families, our families for many years were asking us to let the girls in. Mm-hmm. And, and there's many reasons why. And, and I'll go back to the Cub Scout program. It's a family-based program. And so even at regular Cub Scout meetings or at campouts or Pinewood Derbies, the girls were always there because it's a family-based program. Right. You, you bring your sisters, you bring your siblings, you bring mom and dad uh, and so all we really did there was say, give them the patch already, right? They've earned it. They've yeah, always been yeah, there. They've been active. Yeah. So, uh, I believe it was 2015, 2016 time period. Our national organization made a decision to allow girls to join the Cub Scout program, mm-hmm. which then led directly to the decision to let them join what's now called the Scouts BSA program, Scouts which, BSA, which right, you would have right. known as the Boy Scout program. Exactly. We're still known as the Boy Scouts of America, BSA, just like mm-hmm. YMCA is still the right. Young Men's Christian Organization Association. So, um, but yes, we are we are a co-ed organization. Uh, but what you do need to understand is in the Cub Scout program, it is actually fully co-ed. The girls mm-hmm. and boys do the activities together because you're right. talking six, seven, eight-year-olds. Exactly. In the Scouts BSA program, we have troops for boys and troops for girls. And so in our teenage years, they're still doing their activities separately. Now, they can meet together and do adventures together. But they're really two separate troops. And that's that's a lot of the confusion is a lot of folks are thinking, are they are they tenting together? Well, you can't know. They're in girl troops and boy troops and they're having a great time. In um in Arkansas, about twenty-five percent of our youth membership right now is female membership. Twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. I would and, not have guessed that. And getting higher every single day. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing is, especially in the Cub Scout program. Parents are loving it because you can do one-stop shopping with your youth activities instead of having to take your son to Boy Scouts and your daughter over to another program. They can come to one activity. Now, and you might ask, well, what is that competing with the Girl Scout organization? That was going to be my next question Um, because I know people are asking. Yes, yes. Here's what I'm going to tell you is Girl Scouts is a wonderful organization. It is a wonderful program. And if you are interested in the Girl Scout organization, I highly recommend it. Um, but Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts are like soccer and basketball, mm-hmm. right? Both sports, both have a ball, both have a net, but completely different aims, methods, rules. Um, same thing in our programs. You can actually be a female in our scout program and be a member of the Girl Scout program. You can earn an eagle, your eagle, and you can work, earn your gold award in the Girl Scout program, and you can enjoy yeah. both. You'll get two completely different experiences. But you can do both. Oh, absolutely. At the same time. Absolutely. So we're not competing programs. We're actually after a different kind of girl, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. We're after a young lady that's looking for some high adventure, um, somebody who really wants to get out there and go canoeing, rock climbing, you know, right. do all the really exciting things, which that's a great fit for those families or for families like legacy families, like my husband. My husband's an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. He so much looked forward to when we were going to have a son and he could do the scouting program with his son. And guess what? Three girls later. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Three girls later, 
and he still gets to do the scouting program. The scouting with his program. Kids. Yeah. Yes, and he's very. Both of us are involved and active. You talked about the OA. My two older girls are both in the OA. Oh, right. Yeah, and they're both brotherhood members of the OA, which I know mm-hmm. probably sounds like gibberish to listeners that are not familiar. And last weekend, I'll tell you, I had one of the biggest honors of my career occur. I uh, went through vigil. I saw that yes. on your social media. <laughs> yes, congratulations! What a wonderful experience. Yeah. A wonderful experience. So. Yeah, we do. The girls are having a great time. Yeah, well, that that is great. And I thought people needed to understand that. And again, before we finish up, uh, again, a lot of people listening who haven't been involved uh, in BSA through the years, um, um, we know that uh, the national organization was in the media for all the wrong reason uh, for a number of years massive steps have been taken to ensure the safety of children. And and I need you to talk about that a little bit for parents saying, well, is is that a safe organization yes, for my they, daughter they, or my son? They must have watched a documentary somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and we are the safest organization for youth um, because we learned a lot of what a lot of what the national office was in the news for were, were cases that occurred in decades ago 50s yeah, I mean, 60s and 70s right. yes 50s 60s and 70s when we didn't have things like background checks when we didn't have things like youth protection training not just us the boy scouts but police departments didn't have that opportunity either the digital the digital access that we have now is is worlds beyond what what occurred then and sadly Sadly, bad people used our organization to do bad things. And that's what occurred. Um, And not just us. Anywhere where you have youth, you will have predators. And it is our responsibility to make sure we put as many barriers as possible between our kids and those predators. And so that's what we do in the Boy Scouts is we require all of our adult leaders to be background checked. We also require them to take a very thorough youth protection training. Uh, they are required to renew right. that youth protection training on an annual basis. And if they do not, they cannot participate and cannot be registered with the Boy Scouts of America. Mm-hmm. And then we redo our background checks every five years, not just once, but they're done regularly and spontaneously. Right. Um, so we can make sure that we are uh, working with the folks that we want to be working with. We also have a lot of barriers that we put in place to keep our kids safe. One of those is what we call too deep leadership. So at no point will there ever be a child alone with a singular adult. We require two adults at all times that are not related Mm -hmm. for all of our activities. That way we always have two eyes on what's happening. Gotcha. Yes. So yes, our national organization has been in the news for all the wrong reasons, but there for reasons that we had to learn from Mm -hmm. and we have been learning from them for the last 20 years and doing better and put making sure that our kids are always safe yeah and not just safe from predators but safe from you know we want our kids to have a high adventure experience we want them to take risks but be safe in those risks Mm -hmm. to make sure that they can fall down and scrape their knees but still get up and keep having fun Uh, you know we're not going to encourage kids to touch a snake but we'll tell them which snake they can touch. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. How to tell the difference between a venomous snake and right. a non-venomous snake. Right. So we want our kids to be safe in all things that they do. All right. Uh, last question. Where, where do you see scouting going here in Arkansas in the next five years, next 10 years? Oh, doing nothing but growing, mm-hmm. making sure it is, again, it's our goal to make sure we have the opportunity to serve every kid that is has an interest in coming to hang out with us. Yeah. So nothing but growth. You'll also see growth in our camp properties. And uh, 
in our partnerships and our community leaders that are getting involved. I see nothing but good things over the next five years. Great. Shanna, thanks for the update. Thanks for coming back on. Happy to. It's always good when somebody comes for a second time because it shows I didn't scare them off the first time around. You are wonderful, Rick. (laughs) All right. Uh, Our guest today, Shanna Richardson of the soon-to-be Natural State Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything you have coming up. And thank you for joining us for another edition of the Southern Pride Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.